Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to Get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 109 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Hunter x Hunter episodes 109 through 111, where everyone has perfect deductive reasoning skills, protecting the king cannot come at the cost of him enjoying his board game, and the most dangerous invasion is when two old men fall from the sky. Well, that's obviously the most dangerous invasion in almost every time period in the United States. Old man falls from the sky, Revolutionary War. Old man falls from the sky, World War One and World War Two. Old Man Falls from the Sky, um, I guess the last one would be, I don't know. Spanish-American War. Yeah, Spanish-American War. That was the last, obviously, that was the last thing that happened in American history. Uh Uh-huh. And then, now we're here. Let's jump in. These were obvious historical references, Spencer. I don't know if there was supposed to be a joke in there. Yeah, it's just obvious history. It's it's the new history part of the podcast. uh, Hey, everybody. I forgot Uh, we were going to do that as we were just saying that. No more jokes at the beginning, just history. Just history. Anyways, um, so before we uh, get into our episodes for today, uh, just warning everybody, it's going to be a, a little bit shorter of an episode today, um, mostly because we only watched three episodes of the show, um, and that was because we're about yeah, to get into like a, a very Three episodes that could have part. been one and a half, probably. Blake has some thoughts about these episodes, I'm by the way. i keep they, it down. He's going to try to keep it from boiling over, but he, uh, just full transparency, he's forgotten to put his wooden spoon on top of the uh, boiling pot of water. Yeah. So it may at some point boil over. I'm probably, I'll probably just try to go into it before we like really get going so that I can get it out of my system in a, a quicker <laughs> and more constructive way. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so before we get started, though, I wanted yeah. to uh, really quickly mention a uh, a great comment on Twitter that we got recently that makes a very valid point, which was um, one of our uh, listeners, uh, Brady Johnson, commented today that he's been watching Shippuden um, and he feels like uh, Sasori, the puppet user, is just the Tintin of uh, Naruto Shippuden uh, because Sasori just keeps on using different, uh, just more weapons and instead of being more powerful with his bunch of different puppets. And I was just like, that's so true. Everybody hates Tintin. Everybody hates Sasori. <laughs> He's also the guy who switches his look so dramatically without actually being any different. And yeah. then his look also gets worse. And my uh, That's subjective, but that, there there's my subjective opinion. He goes from looking like a creepy, mysterious, intriguing badass to looking like a generic dude with red hair. Yeah, generic dude with red hair, the true evil doer of the Naruto universe. (laughs) Uh, I also, I was really excited to talk to you about the anime awards, and then I was deathly ill, and so instead of talking to you about the anime awards at the beginning of our Hunter x Hunter episode last week, uh, you did a whole episode by yourself about them, and we're doing the Hunter x Hunter episode now because I was so sick that I was of no good to anybody for a full week again. He was basically useless. Yeah, Um, it was not cute. Thankfully, my husband was there to help, but I was like a completely useless wreck for a while. Yeah. Um, Well, the problem is that you keep on getting scurvy because you will not 
eat. I'm not gonna vitamin do, C. I'm not gonna do it. I don't believe in it at all. I legitimately have a friend of mine who had scurvy, and the reason that... why he was he was living off of hot pockets and um, oh soda. <laughs> well, but Which clearly is... not like a Mountain Dew or something that's packed with vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know that the green is just more vitamins? <laughs> it's got electrolytes. It's what p- plants crave. It's what plants crave. I was about to say the exact same thing. Damn it. Damn uh, it, President Mongo. <laughs> also, I was going to give everybody a final reminder that I'm going to be at C2E2 in Chicago this the weekend that this episode comes out now. Um, but then I was sick, so you don't get a final reminder, and I hope you're paying attention because it's happening, and this episode will be out too late for you to do anything about it. Yeah, anyways, so that's not important. What is important, Fuck though, you. and I, I think that we've I think that we've announced it inside of this show, but if we have not yet, uh, we are officially going to be press members at um, uh, Anime Central again this year. Um, and I wanted to mention that uh, early enough, we have not received um, our, our ballot yet of which different voice actors and uh, guests of honor that uh, we are going to be able to interview. So if you wanted to run through the list of them, I can we Blake and I can request that we try to get interviews with them mm-hmm. and I also wanted to open it up this year that we have had better than average response on our Twitter and um, our our different pages talking to us about this so if you have questions for those people we're going to announce who we're going to get the chance to interview if we get the chance to uh, beforehand and if you pay attention to like that day of on Twitter Instagram um uh, I mean, Facebook, if you are on Facebook or Reddit, um, you can chat with us there and let us know if you have any like burning questions for them and we will try to fit them in. Yeah, um, I don't want to, you know, make you disappointed in us or give you too much behind the curtain information, but usually we just kind of go in and talk with them. Mm-hmm. And if you've listened to our interviews, I mean, we come up with questions, but uh, we try to let it flow where it will. And that's great. And we totally want to keep that for our interviewing um our interviewing style overall. But if you guys have questions and you know that we're going to be interviewing, you know, like last year we got to interview the woman who does black star and we love black star. And that was great because she was cool and she was really nice and fun to talk to. And it was terrible because I was the main interviewer. I think usually because Spencer is uh, the one holding the recording device. And I was so starstruck that I couldn't come up with any questions because I like black star so much. So if you guys have questions, and you can feed them to us. That'd be great. And then we can ask them for you in an interview that you get to listen to for free on our show. Um, yeah. So it it's great for everybody. And uh, yeah, Spencer mentioned we got in and we don't have the list. Last year, if I'm remembering correctly, we did not get in nearly as early as this year. Um, but mm-hmm. they really liked us. And also, partly because of going to it last year, we've gotten a huge increase in our listenership, which is dope. So uh, hopefully we can give you some more content that will make you excited to share with your friends. And uh, we will get you that information as soon as we have it, because we have a little more time this time. Yeah, for sure. Um, With that being said, let's go ahead and jump in our previously on Hunter Hunter X Hunter. Hunter. It's, a show about uh, this group of people that live is a huge, expansive world, and it's got a lot of different like cities and stuff, but also a lot of wilderness and places to explore. And so there's this class of person called a hunter, and you can go through the hunter exam and try to become a hunter, and then you can specialize in becoming like a relic hunter, so you're like an Indiana Jones, or you can be like a, a gourmet hunter, so you're a character from Torica, or whatever. You get all kinds of options. 
And um, our main characters took the hunter exam at the beginning of the show. They've been hunters for a little while. They actually found out that the hunter exam has a secret final phase that happens after the exam itself, where you have to learn how to use your cool anime powers. Um, so you you got to learn all about what this world calls Nen, and that is how they do sweet-ass uh, things that anime characters can do that people in real life can't do. And uh, our main characters consist of a kid named Gon and his best friend that he met during the exam, a kid named Killua. They're both about 12 years old. Gon's a super optimistic kid. He grew up on a sort of deserted wilderness island. Um, with a, It's not deserted, uh, but it's got like a small community. It's kind of out of the way. So he grew up in nature a lot. And because of that, he's like atypically strong and fast. And he has a good heart for animals. And he's just the best all around. And then Killua is something of a foil to him. Killua is a strong, silent type. Killua grew up in a family family of assassins and had something of a shitty childhood but now he's learning to mellow out and be besties with gone and they are having a good old time except that now they're dealing with a crisis that could uh break out of its borders and kill all of humanity not unlike the coronavirus um they have stumbled upon a group of creatures called chimera ants chimera ants are a type of ant but they have this really special thing that they do um which is that when they eat an organism they then reproduce and their uh, offspring can have the qualities of that organism. So they can do a sort of hyper fast uh, consumer type of uh, evolution where they take the best parts of their food and take them for themselves. This has uh, inevitably led to them eating humans. And so now the chimera ants have evolved very quickly from a little ants into humanoid animal people that have ants arm joints. And they have created their entire society. They've become sentient. And in fact, they have started to develop Nen abilities of of their own. Um, Because they um, eat and reproduce at such high quantities, they are an existential threat to humanity. So Gon and Killua have become wrapped up in the hunter organization's response to the Chimera Ants. And that is being led by the chairman of the Hunter Association. That is a man named Netero, who we have seen several times. He is a total anime badass, but we don't actually know a ton about him or his backstory or what he can do, just that he's awesome and he's in charge of the hunters. There's another group of hunters and actually a couple of Chimera Ants who have defected, who have um, gathered around... um, and joined in a group that includes Gon and Killua. They are planning to invade a palace. That palace is a sort of thinly veiled analog of North Korea that the Chimera Ants King, a guy who who is named Meruem but does not know his own name, so uh, we know that, but he doesn't. Uh, He has taken up residence. Uh, He's there with his royal guard. That's three different Chimera Ants who are all super strong. Um, and they are going to be holding a selection for the entire country of not quite North Korea so that um, they can find all of the humans that have Nen abilities and eat them and make themselves stronger and then kill all the rest of the humans because they're gross and they're not worth eating and they don't deserve to live. Um, The hunters don't want that to happen and they don't want that to spread beyond this country's borders. So they are planning to invade the palace. One of the hunters has set them up to do so by using his power to create little teleportation uh, doorways. Um, And he has set one of those doorways up 
in the uh, basically at the base of the stairway leading up to the throne room of this palace so that they can pop right out in the middle of the palace and do an invasion real proper before they have a chance to be stopped. Um, so Gon Killua and a couple other people are going to be doing that. However, Meruem is not with them. He is going to be invading in his own fashion, which we will see today. And um, there's also one last character named Komugi. She is a blind uh, board game savant, specifically of a game that I don't remember the name of right now. So Gungi. fuck it. Gungi, yeah. So Kamugi is a Gungi master, which I don't know if that's a real game or not, but it's basically super chess. And she and Meruem, the Chimera Ants King, have been playing board games together. It started off when Meruem, I guess, wanted to test his mental prowess. And so he would play against the masters of different board games like chess or Go. And when they lost to him, he would kill them. And then Komugi came along and has yet to lose to him. And he's getting better, but so is she. And he is intrigued by her. And he has recently discovered that he cares for her because she was randomly being attacked by a bird of prey in the middle of this palace. And he went to protect her and was very concerned about her well-being. And he is now questioning who he is because he's supposed to be this kind of heartless man-eating chimera ant but instead he cares for this blind helpless girl yep that takes us into episode 109 uh taking stock x and x taking action uh this episode starts out with uh gone killua and their new friend akalgo um they're going to be hanging out and talking about how they need to figure out how they're going to get in and deal with neferpitu um they know that if they get close enough to Neferpitu, they, they're going to know where Neferpitu is uh, because the, the Nin is so, uh, they call it, they call it scary or threatening, um, but where the <coughs> highest concentration of it at that center is going to be Neferpitu. Yeah, um, she has so, the ability, or Neferpitu, it's a she or a he, it's not clear. They call, mm. I think they often call it he, but Neferpitu is designed to look more female and is voiced by a woman. So who knows? Uh, but Neferpitu uh, has the ability to extend his or her nen out really, really far, atypically far, and that by extending that nen, it becomes a sort of like uh, early warning system force field, so that if you walk into it, uh, Neferpitu is going to know where you are and what you're about, and can deal with you very quickly. So um, they're going to be walking into that field, which is very dangerous inherently, but if you go to the middle of it, that's where Neferpitu is, and they want to go to the middle of it because they used to have a friend named Kite who was definitely killed, and who Gon has definitely not accepted the death of, and he would like to definitely get some good old-fashioned revenge on Neferpitu for doing that shit. Yeah, so the next thing that's going to happen, and it's going to happen for a really long time inside of this episode, um, is that they're going to rationalize everything super well, super deductively for the rest of the episode. Um, The things that they're going to figure out first, uh, first of all, is that when you're an assassin, sometimes people aren't where you expect them to be. And if Mm -hmm. that's the case, it's going to screw everything up. And Ikalgo and Gon are like, what are you talking about? That could never happen happen and uh and <laughs> nothing could ever and, not uh, go Killua's, according to plan yeah Killa's like no 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 it happens all the time in assassination we do it all the time and we have to figure out on the fly what to do or to wait for another uh, chance for it but yeah, in like this he, chance he makes we that only point have one like, chance yeah when you're an assassin if you miss your opportunity you often have the luxury of waiting around for another opportunity to present itself But if in this scenario we're trying to prevent this atrocity that's happening at a specific time and we're trying to prevent things from getting out of hand so we only have one shot at this, which was good tension building. 
Yeah. So we're going to find out uh, that they were like, okay, we need to figure out why this happened in the first place. So they're like, let's call Colt. Uh, Colt, if you remember, is one of the defected chimera ants who is taking care of a random baby that was in the stomach of the queen ant uh, before she died uh, by her own child. Um, And yeah, and uh, Colt's going to be like, well, the only reason that uh, Neferpitu would drop her, uh, her, his, um, looking around uh, her in around the palace would just be if she had to focus on doing healing and the only person that she would heal would be the king and so the king must have been injured but nobody could injure anybody except for the king on the king so the king must have injured himself and they have successfully deduced exactly what had happened yeah they it don't know like why a minute right <laughs> and and you know On the one hand, yes, their logic is sound, and I can follow it from point A to point B to point C till we're done. And I see why they are correct in assuming the things that they assume, and I see why the conclusion that they come to has an inevitability to it. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, but if I hadn't seen what happened, would I be so convinced that they have come to the only possible conclusion? And would I feel that it was as obvious as they did? Because at that point I wouldn't have seen it. So they would have had to have actually convinced me in the way that they convinced themselves. And I don't know. There's no way to know because we've already seen it. We know what happened, but uh, it is kind of a, an interesting thought, uh, thought process of like, how logical were they really? Because it seemed real anime, which is to say uh, the kind of thing that anime characters do all the time, but real people don't particularly. Yeah. Um, Anyways, uh, at the same time, uh, our other characters from the Hunters Association are slowly watching um, these people that are moving towards the palace grounds. Um, Yeah, slowly watching is the theme of these episodes. Yeah, they're going to be going in and out of these portals that have been set up by Nav. um, And... uh, as they go further and further, uh, Neferpitu is getting more and more on edge because Neferpitu is just like, I notice them and then they disappear. And then I notice them and then they disappear. Um, yeah. So we need the, to stay next to the king. Somebody needs to do this. Shia the Royal Guard, just like, they know that an attack is going to come. They know that this opportunity is too good to pass up, but they don't know what the attack is. And mm. the movements of their enemies are weird. So they yeah. are on alert, but they don't know. They have not used super deduction to figure it out. Yeah. So the Royal Guards uh, correctly di- deduce that uh, you're, uh, uh, well, I can never pronounce his full name, but Yupi. Um, Yupi Matutu is going to get, Yopi. Yeah. Yupi Why is, is his name to, so long? <laughs> Yupi is probably too big and bl- like blundering to pay attention to the king uh, without uh, being noticed. Um, Neferpitu is going to get distracted by something shiny and is not going to be able uh, be able to stop herself from going away from the king. And so Shiapuf is just like, okay, so it's going to be down to me to make sure that somebody stays by the king. Um, and so uh, they decide this. Meanwhile, uh, Kamuki is... They, they want to stay beside the king without the king really noticing. Yes, like they need to the watch him without making him feel like his movements are restricted. Yeah. Because he um, is a fucking child. Yes. Uh, which, to be fair, he's like two weeks old. But whatever. Yeah. He um, is a child, but he yeah. sure fucking acts like one. 
Yeah. So, um, meanwhile, Kamugi is going to just be hanging out and wishing <clears throat> that she could play more of her game with uh, Meruem. Uh, Meruem, the king. <laughs> Too bad I got going... attacked by that bird, but now I'd like yeah. to play more board games. <laughs> Meruem is going to be like, uh, uh, why didn't anybody pay attention to this? We need to make sure that you extend uh, your um, your end so that you are paying attention to uh, Kamugi and nobody else get, attacks Kamugi. Um, and they're just like, that's okay. Um, but uh, is it really that important? And the king is just going to be like, yes, and then like knock uh, Yupi out. <laughs> yeah, and there's a, a really nice scene too between Pito because she's the one that's putting out the force field uh, or the the sort of sensory field to, to make sure that they're protected. And she he's like, did you not know that she was being attacked by a bird? She's like, yeah, I knew, but it wasn't you and you weren't in any danger, so I just ignored it. And he's like, don't ignore it ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets very, very upset by this. Yeah. Um, so they're going to advance forward. This is this is really the end of this episode, except for um, we're going to have a couple of more scenes at the very end where they talk about how, like, it's fortuitous that people are being controlled by Shiapoof uh, because they figure out that, like, his one of his abilities is to control people with his, like, the, the fairy dust that's coming out of him. Yeah, he puts them in, like, um, a trance or something. Yeah. And also, Meruem is going to have some fucking existential crisising. Um, he's just going to be like, who am I? For yeah. like the last two minutes of the episode. Yeah, he, he's been doing that a lot lately. It's, um, it's one of the things that I like the most about this arc, which is him kind of coming to question who he is and who he was meant to be and how his sort of internal feelings and experiences brush up against what he and everyone around him expects of him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one of the things that I don't like about this arc is that it just manifests in him frequently, silently wondering who he is, but not ever actually diving any deeper into it. Yeah. Uh, I think that changes later, but uh, he, he is, this is not the first time recently that he has had a, who am I moment? And uh, he has not gone any deeper into that question yet. So yeah. Anyways, um, so here's an episode that I hate. Um, this episode is 110, Confusion X and X Expectation. This episode is the previous episode, just with more air inside of it, and just telling no more additional parts of the story, um, except for to interest introduce us to some characters that I don't care about. Yeah, these um, two episodes are basically the same episode. Uh, And it can be summed up as something is about to happen and everyone's going to talk about it for a while. Yeah. So the important plot points that happened that we didn't discuss in the previous episode are there is a character named Muelfin. This new character is uh, going to be... New character. Yeah, so Welfin is is uh, a character that he wants to be the shadow king of the Chimera ants. The shadow he wants king. To, he wants to exist in the background, and he wants everybody to um, to actually go to him. And while he controls the king, um, he is uh, trying to gather up his power um, behind the scenes. And there is also um, Palm, who has been introduced. Um, uh, Palm is uh, off somewhere doing something that we're not sure about yet. Yeah, she Um, most recently was seen infiltrating the palace as mm -hmm. a member of a group of girls who were brought in, presumably to fuck this one dude that the Chimera ants are keeping around for administrative duties. 
Yeah. Um, he used to be high up in the administration before they took over, and he still is. And he is kind of pervy. And so there they are. And they seem to have no other purpose. And Palm went in there for some reason. And yep. it seemed very clear that she was going to be performing some sort of espionage. And then basically, as soon as she got in there, she was like, okay, time to get out of here. And that is like the extent of her mission. And yep. all of the heroes that are not Palm are like, where's Palm? She hasn't gotten out yet. We're very concerned about her. So uh, what what Spencer and I were able to deduce was that her mission was to get out of the palace. And she went into the palace for no reason in order to do that. And now she has not been able to get out of the palace uh, like uh, what she was before she started this mission. And now she is in the palace and she doesn't want to pee. Yeah, and if you're thinking to yourself, like, what else happens in this episode? Nothing. Nothing. The rest of this episode is going to be uh, the explanation that they have 10 minutes before they're going to go in and something is going to happen. And then the rest of the episode is them waiting around for it to happen. And then at the end of this episode, it is about to happen. Yeah, Wolfen is going to go on an, an investigation. I think I think most of this episode is taken up with his investigation, or it's it's not it's at least though, sort of at happening all. around his investigation. Yeah, and and what you need to know about his investigation is that it starts trying to figure out where Palm is. He then notices the scent of Nov having been in the palace, which we. Uh, addressed earlier already that's the guy that set up those portals he then uh pursues that scent uh he is not able to find out very much information but is able to uh correctly deduce exactly what the fuck happened um with basically no information he then sees one of the royal guard members neglects to tell him that he has suspicions that there's any kind of issue and that's it there was yep. if it hadn't happened, we would be exactly at the same place where we are. There was no yep. point to any of it. None of it. None of it had any point. Anyways, let's go into episode one eleven. Uh, this episode is uh, called Charge X and X Invade. This, this one was episode fine. is it's about really just okay. I'm going to tell you what has happened in the past. And then I'm going to tell you what has happened within 60 seconds of the show, I think, is what they say it is. It might be as low as 10 seconds. Well, I know Um, we are about to get into a 10-episode arc that covers the span of three in-universe minutes that I'm not looking forward to. So time's a little hard to follow here, but go ahead. Okay. So... The first thing that you need to know about is that uh, uh, our our chairman, um, he has a really cool backstory. And one of the things about his backstory is that it is uh, long and drawn out. And we're going to get our first tale from it, where he has trained by trying to punch 10,000 times within a day, uh, praying in between each punch uh, so that he can gather a- enough courage between each punch to do it or like to give thanks before yeah it said something Um, about his he was like punching as a form of gratitude and i missed what he was grateful for yeah, it's it's like uh, it's his form of religion. Um, so Nedero is going to be coming more and more and more powerful inside of this flashback until eventually he shows off at his master's dojo um, that he can now punch faster than the speed of sound, which is really cool. And it also makes you go like, oh, shit, this fight between Nedero and somebody else is going to be fucking fantastic when it happens. Yeah. Um, that doesn't happen in this episode, except for one quick moment of that. So. Our heroes are about to come out of the portals in different places. Um, as they're about to come out, 
a dragon appears that's made of Nen in the middle of the sky. Um, and from that, uh, Zeno and Netero are going to fall out of the sky. Um, Shiapoof is going to run to Miroim. Uh, Yuppie is going to be like, what's happening? Um, <laughs> ne- <laughs> P 2 is going to have, is going to jump reflexively towards, um, uh, where Netero is coming from. But Netero is so fast that he uses one of his abilities to slam Nen into her from the ground and it shoots her like a across the palace the walls it shoots her like across part of the country and she has to use um her other ability that is always stay it always stays in one place it's like this weird monster doctor that she summons to save people but it can't move once it's been summoned and so she attaches that to her tail and she's able to like slingshot herself back and stop herself from flying through midair yeah, it is the only reason that she's not blown many, many miles away. Yes. Um, there's a really sweet moment, too. So they, they come down in this dragon made of Nen, and as Neferpitu is, is like, leaping at them, the dragon, it, it doesn't burst, but it is, there's sort of, like, breaks off, like, hundreds of basically energy meteors fall mm-hmm. off of it. And so there's, like, this golden um, meteor shower that's coming down on the, the palace, and yeah, I, I tried to dodge around that one. So, <laughs> um, so it's falling down on the palace and she, there's a cool moment where she it like talks about how she sort of instinctively hones in on where the people are specifically and that yeah, they she are doesn't the want greatest to get caught threat. in that golden shower, Blake. She does but like, not. Why no. though? Because like a golden shower, that's like, it's being showered with gold. Why wouldn't with you? Gold. I think, I think that everyone would want to get a golden shower, Blake. Definitely. Uh, people who say they're rich would. Uh, so then you would, uh, she, uh, when she gets blown away, um, she stops herself from, from flying away, but she's already gone quite a distance. And now she has lost all of her momentum because she had to come to a stop in midair using her abilities, kind of random specific limitation to stop herself, Mm -hmm. which was awfully lucky. What's unlucky is that now she's in the middle of the goddamn air and she has to fall to earth before she can jump off of anything and go back the direction she wants because she does not have wings and she can't interact uh, sort of in midair with anything to make herself uh, change direction. So she just has to fall to the earth, which is fine. She's an anime character. She will be fine. She's going to land on the earth and immediately make a very powerful leap toward the palace. But before any of that can happen, we get this great shot of her looking at the palace and seeing just all of these meteors coming down. And it's beautiful and it looks dangerous and it's really awesome. And it is maybe the highlight of these episodes for me personally was just yeah, that and really good shot. This last moment is is going to be the the moment that happens before this next breakout arc. Um and this is where we're actually going to be leaving off. It's a pretty big cliffhanger um <laughs> right before a um a really really long time of watching episodes and a very short time in universe. Uh so yeah. get prepared for that. Uh it's about to be Expo- Exposition City. Um and uh stick with us. Uh we'll be back after the credits. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level six sound wizard. Level up. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. 
If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B and S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Get Jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday. On iTunes. Google Play. Stitcher. Buzzsprout. Or wherever you get your podcasts from. And hey, thanks for listening. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Soul Eater, episodes 37 through 40. Whoa, 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 I'm not done here. I have a rant to get into about Hunter x Hunter, and we are going to dig Rashad, in. I, Rashad, I did research. Rashad, cut his mic. I looked up cut anime. Cut his mic. I-